Hey guys, welcome to Selfie. Well, I have a fun announcement for you. Um, Matthias and I are going to be taking a bit of a break this summer. He is busy writing his next book. I am busy having children home from school. But in the meantime, we are going to be doing a new series that I think you guys are really going to like. It is a series on the Enneagram. Now, we have done a series on the Enneagram in the past. This, If you're a longtime listener, this was almost three years ago. Um, but we're going to be doing a deeper dive. I have Mickey Scott B. Jones joining me this episode and then for the next following nine episodes. In this episode, we're going to be doing an introduction to the Enneagram. Mickey is an expert on all things Enneagram. Um, I will be linking her up in the show notes and introducing her. Um, actually, she's going to introduce herself in just a second. So you're going to get to know her. Today, we're talking generally about the Enneagram. What is it? Why is it important? Is it woo-woo? Is it weird? Is it new age? Why is it important to me? How can I use it? So if you are an Enneagram skeptic or Enneagram curious, or even if you're already a fan, I hope you will listen to this one because she does a great job explaining the significance of the Enneagram. And we're going to do a very light overview of all of the different nine types. And then in future episodes, Mickey and I are going to be diving into each one. And then we are going to hear from our previous series from a person from each type. So I think you're really going to enjoy that. But here's Mickey. Mickey, it is so nice to have you chatting with us about the Enneagram. Oh, thanks, Kristen. I'm glad to be with you. Well, first of all, I want you to introduce yourself because um, for those that don't know you, talk about who you are, but then also your connection to the Enneagram and what you do around that work. Sure. Uh, my name is Mickey Scappe Jones, uh, she, her pronouns. Um, I am the justice doula. So for many years, I was a birth doula, childbirth educator, all that stuff. And um, I kind of left that world and realized that a lot of those skills work in supporting people who are just trying to birth new love, justice, peace, you know, all the good things into the world. And so those same skills of support and knowledge and, um, you know, helping people remember to, to stay hydrated and to rest, <laughs> um, all of those are necessary when you're a change maker. Yeah, um, absolutely. And so my role is really helping people build sustainable leadership practices, um, focusing a lot on resilience, skill building, um, healing work, right? Because we're all facing all these traumas all the time. So how do we do our own healing or healing in community and really see what our resources are? Mm -hmm. um, and so that's one of the things that brought me to the Enneagram. I mean, before I did all this work, I was I was introduced to the Enneagram kind of um, as I got into progressive Christianity. Um, you know, I joke it's like the numerology of progressive Christians. Um, and like I all my friends were talking about it, right? Totally. We're like, oh, I bet you're an Enneagram this or that. And so I got into it. And then in seminary, of course, it became part of kind of that uh, spiritual formation work. And um, I became an Enneagram, certified Enneagram teacher and coach um, and trainer with the School of Conscious Living, um, who I now do some work with. And currently I'm going through a, um, the training with the Narrative Enneagram. So mm -hmm. I'm in my internship with them and soon will be fully certified. So I'll have two certifications because why not? Um, <laughs> and I hope to become IEA accredited as well. So I love teaching the Enneagram. Um, I love the narrative tradition, which is really about hearing people's stories, hearing their narrative. We don't just learn from a guru up here. Yeah. We learn from the types. 
what it's yes. really like to live in your type. Yes. And so I, I really enjoy that method of working with people who are trying to do that, you know, that soul work, that, that yeah. inner work, you know? Totally. So for people who are unfamiliar with the Enneagram, have no idea what it is, this sounds woo-woo, <laughs> talk us through what yes. is the Enneagram? Yeah. So, um, it, you know, when you look at the symbol, first of all, it's like, any what? Is this a mm -hmm. pentagram? Is this I the know, devil? It looks like, satanic. <laughs> right. Like, what is happening? But it really, the word Enneagram just is Ennea, which means nine, and Gramos, um, which means symbol or figure. It's a Greek mm -hmm. word, but it's not from the Greeks per se. Mm -hmm. Of course, like every other, you know, people group around the world, um, the Greeks do have sacred geometry and sacred numbers, but mm -hmm. it started before them. Um, you know, we can trace the Enneagram back to like the Sufis, um, mm -hmm. which is a kind of mystic Islam tradition, um, and even to ancient Egypt. So mm -hmm. it comes from a lot of different places and we don't really know, but sacred geometry is just what humans are into, right? Like we need uh -huh. to make sense of our world through numbers. Yes. Um, and so when we talk about Enneagram today, like the modern Enneagram, we're really mm -hmm. talking about the Enneagram of personality. Yes. And so we use these nine points on the Enneagram symbol to um, understand kind of nine distinct ways of being in the world, mm -hmm. um, nine motivations, uh, you know, ways of, of that you kind of sort through the world, that you interact with other people um, and, and kind of the way we often talk about it as a personality type. Mm -hmm. um, but it's so much bigger than what we often think of when we talk, think of a personality test, but it's just one way of kind of understanding how human beings move through the world. And talk about that difference between the Enneagram and maybe like a Myers-Briggs or another personality yeah. type that people have taken in the past. What's unique about Enneagram? Yeah, I mean, it does get lumped in with Myers-Briggs and yeah. other things. And that's, you know, that's fine to an extent. Um, because look, I'm into whatever works for you, right? I'm not here to sell you on the Enneagram. I'm not here to say it's the only way, but um, I love it because it's a dynamic system. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in the symbol, there's movement. Um, you know, it's not about staying at a fixed point. Yeah. Um, it's really about having access to all of these personality styles. Um, and and so it's, it's also really... Um, built not just on the nine points but on the circle and the triangle and mm -hmm. right it's we're getting into other sacred geometry about how we work as human beings yeah um so it's it's a tool that can be really comprehensive um because while it is ancient it's also pretty modern and just this uh, just understanding it as a personality thing is pretty modern but a lot of psychologists have worked with the enneagram yeah. So we know that we're talking about, yes, your personality, which is highly mm -hmm. connected to your ego. Mm -hmm. And that's really about, you know, this, the cognitive parts of you and you can work on that personality, but there's also your essence, right? What yes. that pure part of you that's underneath the personality, right? And, and yeah. we can even get into defense systems and all this stuff. And so it's a system that's, it's not about just identifying yourself, which yeah. is helpful, right? Yeah. It could be really great to know you're not the only person in the world that thinks in a particular way. And even that can begin to offer you some, mm -hmm. some different pathways and understandings of yourself, but you can really then use it mm -hmm. to, um, you know, 
understand what's happening with you somatically in your body, mm-hmm. understand what's happening in your heart yeah. to, you know, tap into the, the, the ways that your thinking brain works. And so it's a holistic system that along with kind of inner work practices, you can use to really understand yourself and have self-compassion and have deeper empathy for people that you love and know. Yeah, absolutely. I think for me, I think the difference is, you know, where the Myers-Briggs or, or other personality t- tests, and I don't even I don't even know that I would say Enneagram is a personality test because I think it's yeah. so much bigger. But, yeah. you know, I feel like Myers-Briggs, things like that, they tell you your tendencies and they'll yeah. kind of name traits. But I feel yeah. like the Enneagram goes so much deeper in looking at personal motivation. That's and then right. Even a step back, you know, if you really go deep into it, it you know, your stress response, your trauma response. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can definitely look at my Enneagram and kind of s- cycle back to, oh, I see where I was wired that way as a child. Yeah. I see what hurts created these tendencies in me. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I do think it's so much more deep. Um, yeah, it's always, you know, I'm always saying motivation, not behavior, motivation, not yes. behavior, because you know, yes. the memes and stuff will be like, you know, nines are like this. And it's yes. like, okay, but you can only look at somebody's behavior. You don't know what's happening inside them, yes. which is really great about the panel method too, is right. You're getting people on a panel to talk about mm-hmm. what it's like to be them. So you can mm-hmm. actually maybe get to some of those internal motivations. So yeah. yes, I think Myers-Briggs and others like will tell you kind of, in some ways it feels like you get stuck in something. Whereas like, Type is just like getting a map mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. you know, kind of who you are. But yeah. when you work with the Enneagram, when you start to look at your essence mm-hmm. and who you really are under that type, you are able to open up into the whole world, yeah. you know, of, of everything that really makes up who you are. And that's, I think, what makes it such a powerful system. Yeah. And I really love that within each Enneagram number, we, you know, we're, we're able to look at what our strengths is, what our strengths are, what we look like in health in that number, what we look like when we're anxious in that number, you know, it's, it's a more of a spectrum as as opposed to just like, this is how you behave. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, for people who are curious and they want to dive in a little bit, I mean, where do you send folks to, figure this out, find out, you know, what their number is. So right. Um, well, I, I am partial to typing interviews because I do them. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I do think that when, as the part, per, the personality, the Enneagram of personality started to crystallize, um, it really started with like, um, I mean, we have these stories of like, um, uh, Ichazo and Naranjo, like having these uh, dinner parties where they would kind of like make fun of people's personalities, right? And I don't know how much truth there is to all of those old stories, but like it was done in community to an extent. Yeah. So it like talking it through, even when it was first taught in the US in the 70s, it was in these, these study groups, right? Yeah. So it was never about kind of, I mean, the books didn't come out till the 80s. So it was yeah. never about go find it out by yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, today you can do that. And that's yeah. fine. Yeah. It's a it's an option. Um, and not everyone has someone who they can do a typing interview with. But if you can mm-hmm. find someone, I mean, people can absolutely reach out to me. If you can mm-hmm. find someone who will do a typing interview with you, 
that to me is is the most dynamic way to find out your type. And even then they typically, like I don't tell people their type. I take you through a process uh, mm -hmm. of questions and conversation and then present some types to you. And then it's like, whichever one resonates with you the most deeply, that's probably your type. Yeah. Um, but people can, you know, like you can take tests online or mm -hmm. so many free tests online. Um, Enneagram Institute is like the most trusted yeah. place to take tests, but yeah. and they're um, like 15 you know, bucks, I think on yeah, Enneagram yeah. Institute. Yeah. So, and sometimes, you know, you, uh, there are people who just read a book and they're very clear uh -huh. on which description that resonates with them. So that is a valid way as well. Cause you're again, kind of typing yourself mm -hmm. if you read through some materials and sometimes with type with like workshops. So like in a workshop, I can lead a group of people through looking at the types yeah, and then they can determine their type. So it, you know, lots of different ways to get there and you know, it, it doesn't really matter how you get there and it doesn't really matter if you get it right. It's not about nailing the type. It's mm -hmm. about starting a journey with this tool. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to me about the Enneagram in relationship and <laughs> how this can be a helpful tool for, you know, for couples, for marriages, things like that. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> well, it can definitely be helpful because again, it is a tool for self-compassion um, and you know, some of the problems with the ways we show up in relationship is because of the ways we're talking mm -hmm. to ourselves, yes. right? The way yes. that we're hurting ourselves. So we got to deal with our own shit. Mm -hmm. um, and so Enneagram really first and foremost is about dealing with your own stuff. Yeah. Um, and then it's really helpful if you can, if you can find out, you know, your partner, your coworkers, anybody that you, um, you know, are in close contact with, find out their number and you can do some work either together or even just now you have, you know, something to base your understanding of what might be motivating them. Yeah. Because, you know, it's just such a revelation to be like, oh, they're not bad. They yes. just think entirely different than I do. Yeah. You know, like we have this concept in Enneagram of being self-referenced or other referenced. And I actually kind of am conceptualizing around this idea of being rules referenced. Mm. And like, um, you know, uh, I tend to very much be drawn to fours. And fours are self-referencing types. And you're a one. And I'm a one. Yeah. So I, I am this rule referencing or, or some people would call it others referencing. But, but self-referencing types they very much understand what they want mm -hmm. and who they are mm -hmm. based on themselves. They are yeah. not concerned with other people. Yes. And, and it's not, and that's not better or worse right. than anybody else. It's just how they're wired. Yeah. And like, so knowing that you're then you like, you can be less offended when they're not considering yes. you for when they make a decision. Cause it's, yeah. it's like literally not where they go first. Yeah. Right. So that kind of thing can help. And then you have ways to talk about things. Yes. You understand it's not personal. It's not personal. I think that <laughs> is the, cause I use the Enneagram with couples all the time. And I think that's the biggest revelation is things that where they have felt like it's toe stepping all of a sudden it's like this whole new world opens up of like, oh, they're actually wired this way. Yeah. And now I have more empathy for it. And I can stop being so offended all the time. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And you know, with, when you work with the Enneagram, you can loosen up your type structure. Mm-hmm. So you're not as hardwired that it's way, so true. but yeah. it just, in the meantime, at least it yes. gives us some, you know, <laughs> some space yes. to be compassionate when they're just being the way they are. Yes. And that, yeah, that is so true. It's a, it's a yes. And right. It's like you, there's more understanding and empathy when we understand how our partner is wired, but also as we do this work, we can soften our wiring a little bit. We can be less rigid. We can be less, you know, sort of controlled by our motivations as we learn more flexibility around it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, so a really great resource is there's a book called the Enneagram and work in love by Helen Palmer. Mm-hmm. And he- Helen Palmer was um, one of the um, founders of the Narrative Enneagram. She um, was one of the earliest teachers, and um, that book I reference a lot because it ha- it like sets the types up in couplets, right? So that mm-hmm. you can go through and go, mm-hmm. oh, okay, uh, mm-hmm. there's a a seven and a five. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're getting married or you work together very, really closely. What does that relationship look like? Yeah. And that has been really helpful for me. Yeah. Both like going into a relationship and like retroactively like, oh, well, that's where it went wrong. <laughs> totally. Because, you know, so yes. yeah. Yeah. I wish I'd known a little more about the Enneagram when I was married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know what? Let me say this, though we can also use, we can weaponize the Enneagram. Mm, Yeah. And that's, that's something that I experienced in my marriage Mm. Um, because we didn't work with the Enneagram a lot. Like we Mm -hmm. knew it, we were getting Mm -hmm. to know it, but like um, it became something where um, I was accused of, of being, perfect or wanting to be perfect Mm. or thinking I was perfect. Mm -hmm. And one of the very painful things for an Enneagram one is like, we know clearly how much we miss the mark Mm -hmm. and how we are not perfect. And it's a deep pain point. Yeah. But, but we try to perform perfection a lot. Mm. And so the way it was weaponized against me was like, you think you're perfect. Mm. And so, you know, it's one of those things that we have to be careful about how much we're thinking about somebody else's Enneagram versus our own work to do and, and be careful not to, Mm -hmm. to use it against our partner when, you know, when, Mm -hmm. when, when it's hard, when the, when the traits we don't love as much are kind of rising to the Mm -hmm. surface, Mm -hmm. we need to still figure out how to have compassion. Totally. I mean, it's just like any vulnerability work, right? It's like, any vulnerability we show in a partnership can be weaponized against us. And just as important with this one that, you know, we stay compassionate and uh, yeah, exactly what you said that we stay focused on ourselves as opposed to like, Oh, here's an opportunity to dig into my partner. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) How have you seen Enneagram be effective in the workplace? I mean, I would just imagine I, I actually did have a company, um, use me to do the Enneagram and, you know, they kind of all, everyone in the office took it and it was very revelatory for them, but how can it be used in the workplace? Yeah. I mean, it's really helpful. I mean, I will say this. Um, IEA, I mean, IEA, IEA has a a statement about this and so does the narrative Enneagram, but so you'll find most people who've been certified or gotten some, some professional training in the Enneagram, we're really, really clear that this should not be used as a hiring tool. Right. Yes. Like, so it shouldn't be used yes. to keep people out of a job. Absolutely. Like, well, we got too many sixes, so right. we're not we'll, going to we'll hire only take anymore. A three for that. Yeah. 
Right. Not good. Um, or, uh, you know, in the stereotypes, like assuming that threes are more likely to be good CEOs, but yes. that like a seven wouldn't be, right? Yeah. Um, because anybody can do any behavior. Yes. It's, you know, so it's not about that. Um, but can we use it to like, again, build empathy on our teams, mm-hmm. learn to understand each other a little bit more? Like, mm. it could be an uh, like a gentler way to um, unpack who someone is versus be like, oh, we're going to sit around and tell each other about our childhoods, right? Yes. Like, eh, yeah. that can be a little weird yes. in a, you know, work environment, but because personality develops in your childhood, mm-hmm. your Enneagram is related to your, to your, you know, childhood. Sure. So you're, so some of that stuff is going to come out. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, it, it, it's not pathologized. Like your personality isn't mm-hmm. pathological. Yes. I mean, I guess there are personality disorders, but we're not talking about that with the yeah, Enneagram. That's the MMPI so, test. <laughs> right. <laughs> Enneagram. That's a whole, a whole nother thing. Um, so, you know, it can help us kind of talk about who we are instead of, yeah. again, making people bad or good. Yes. Um, or, you know, n- inherently better at their job or worse at their yes. job. But like, seeing what each different kind of person can bring to mm-hmm. that kind of work or mm-hmm. that position. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's at the end of the day, really what it is, a tool for understanding ourselves that's and right. others. Yeah. That's right. Mickey, I know this is a big, <laughs> this is a very big question and we're going to do a deeper dive on each number, but yeah. can you walk us through quickly what each type is? A real sure. high level description of each type. Yeah, so I have some little short descriptions of each type. So uh, type one, which is the type that I lead with, um, is sometimes called the perfectionist or the reformer or the judge. Um, And you'll find every teacher kind of has their own, and tradition has their own name. So I'll just name some of them for each type. Um, But the type one, perfectionist, reformer, or judge. Um, And they are motivated by the drive to improve people and things and situations and make things better or reform them Mm -hmm. and their attention is focused on right and wrong and how about the two uh type two that is often called the giver um and uh there are some other names but usually it's all around giving and Mm -hmm. and kind of romancing that kind of thing partnering Mm -hmm. um and they are motivated to gain affirmation and acceptance Mm -hmm. Um, from the ability to really meet the needs of others. So they focus on their attention on relationships and meeting the needs of others. Mm -hmm. I am am partnered with an Enneagram too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then the three, which is my type. Ah, Okay. (laughs) Um, The three um, is often called the performer um, or the doer. And Mm -hmm. I kind of, um, I haven't paired songs with each type, but I think of um, the song I'm Every Woman yes. when I think of the type three. Um, totally. And, and they are motivated to achieve or accomplish mm-hmm. in order to gain recognition. Yes. Um, the focus of attention for this type is on doing, mm-hmm. um, gaining approval uh, for the things that they do, mm-hmm. and on getting getting it done. Getting things get it done. done. Yep. Yeah. All right. And then talk about the four. Type four, these are my sweethearts. Mm-hmm. For some reason, the universe keeps putting fours in my path. And this is the romantic. Yeah. Um, 
and think of like the idealist or um, I think I call them the utopia creator living in a dystopian reality. Yes. <laughs> so they are motivated by a longing that's focused on what's missing. It's, mm-hmm. it's a continual like longing for the thing that's out there yeah. just beyond their grasp. Um, and they have a focus of attention on what's missing. Yeah. Uh, and their concern is really with authenticity, mm-hmm. emotional connection, and what's beyond the ordinary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is unique? What is, yeah, very, very creative right. types. Yeah. yeah. I would have guessed you an Enneagram four when, you know, oh, when I did really? you as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's that line of energy between one and four. Yes. Yeah. So I can really get yeah. into just because you are, you know, you are, energy. you are creative, you're woo woo, you're, you know, you're a doula. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can really go there with people and yes. fours, woo, they're going to go into the depths with you. Yeah. Yeah. How about the fives? So type five, these are the sage. Um, mm-hmm. I think of like the wisdom keeper, I will call them as well, or even the reclusive guru. Yeah. Um, and they're, because <laughs> you know, they, they like a lot of alone time. Yes. Um, and they're motivated by the, the need to conserve energy, um, to protect their resources, mm-hmm. conserve those resources of time, energy, and attention. And the attention of this type is really focused on observing um, and th- th- kind of this intrusion of the outside world and keeping that at bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They tend to like to really research things. They really like to think about things on their own as opposed to with a partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. I have a good friend who's a five. Um, how about our sixes? So type six, um, often, uh, you know, like they're called the loyal skeptic, um, mm-hmm. or sometimes the questioner. Um, for those with a Christian background, you can almost, you can always say the doubting Thomas. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, they're motivated to seek safety by preparing Mm -hmm. for possible harm or challenges. Mm -hmm. And their attention is really focused on potential threats, harm, danger. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're very vigilant, kind of always scanning, um, doubting. And usually they have a core strategy of either confronting or hiding from what they fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, they are a more anxious type. Yeah, they really can be. They're very um, sensitive. Yeah. How about our Enneagram sevens? Sevens. <laughs> um, so this type is uh, sometimes called the epicure or the adventurer. Yes. Um, uh, I also think of them as like a taste tester. Yeah. Um, or, or bucket list maker. And they are motivated to seek experiences that are stimulating and pleasurable. Mm-hmm. Um, and they like to focus their attention on the positive. Yes. Okay. Um, and it is positive future possibilities and keeping those options open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're the fun seekers. Yeah. Yeah. And how about Enneagram eights? So our eights, um, this type is um, the protector. I also think of them, uh, if you're going to think of an archetype, the Mm -hmm. mama bear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And they are motivated um, to shield the vulnerable and the Mm -hmm. weak. They're all about the underdog. Mm -hmm. Um, And they want to protect both the underdogs and truly themselves Mm -hmm. from um, harm or injustice of the world. Yeah. And the attention of this type is focused on control, 
power, truth. We mm-hmm. often leave that out, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. truth is very, very important mm-hmm. to an eight justice. and making sure, mm-hmm. yes, justice, making sure they're protected. Yeah. Yeah. And they are the ones who are not uncomfortable, challenging, confronting, and in fact, might even enjoy that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, I think, you know, an interesting thing to learn because for many of us, confrontation is, you know, the worst thing that could happen in a relationship. Yeah. But, when you, but when you learn about Enneagram eights, that, that it might even be fun for them. Yeah. Yeah, you, you because it's all, that works. it's it's all about protection. Yeah, you know, and control. Yeah. yeah. And how about our nines? And our nines, right? Rounding out the enneagram, um, the moderator or the mediator, mm-hmm. um, and also sometimes called the peacemaker. Um, think think of someone who can see all sides of an argument. Yeah. Um, and they're motivated to avoid conflict, <laughs> even though they're right next to the eight. They are going to mm-hmm. avoid it. Um, and really nurture peace and harmony yeah. Um, yeah. in their lives and their relationships. And the attention of this type is focused on the comfort of others, um, of working towards peace and kind of the collective desires of everyone in their sphere. Yeah. Yeah. They're really good at seeing all sides of a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Special yeah. talent. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, that is, um, that's the Enneagram in a very high level nutshell, but we're going to do a deeper dive on all of these numbers in coming weeks. Well, where can people find you online if they wanted to, you know, if they were interested in like a personal typing session? Yeah. Yeah. So I do typing sessions. I do coaching, um, both individual and group. Um, and I will very soon be releasing some workshops and and some events um and so my website is just my name mickey scott bay jones.com i'm the only mickey scott bay jones that exists <laughs> in the world nice. <laughs> so even if you don't spell it right you'll probably get to me but um i'm sure we'll have that in the in the show notes but yes. yeah mickey scott bay jones.com you can also find me on instagram that's kind of my most um reliable social media i have dreams of one day disappearing from social media or having yes. someone else that runs it. But yes. for now you can get me there. And um, it's electric underscore lady underscore MSJ because Janelle Monet shout out. Yes. Um, so, <laughs> so that's me, but you can find all of that um, through my website. And I also, I'm starting um, a tiny newsletter. So Ooh. I'll be yeah, sharing my writing um, on Enneagram and other things and um what uh, events I'm up to and all of that. So, Awesome. Well, listeners, we are excited to announce that Mickey's going to be with us for the next several weeks. We're going to be talking through um, each number of the Enneagram. So I hope that you will stick around and join us for that. Um, Mickey and I will be doing a deep dive into each number, and then we will have an interview with someone who is of that number. So that is coming up. 